Changes are need in NIL regulations and legislations, but how do you regulate? Let's discuss. You are Locked On Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Today, we discuss and react to Candace Story Lee's email that she sent urging support for change in NIL legislation. Coach Coach Steiner is making a huge difference in the weight room already. And is Alan Espinal taking hold of the catcher position for the Vandy boys? That's that's coming up here. Uh, so thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more new customers Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Candace Story League sent out an email to all of the boosters and season ticket holders and whoever else is on that email chain. And she is calling for changes and in legislation for NIL. And what she's calling for, first of all, I don't know if that you can even regulate. I think that's where the problem is. Uh, and I think that's why there's such a holdup because nobody really knows how to do any of this. But um, let's get kind of down to what we're talking about regulating. So Candace Story Lee wants to obviously promote athletics and promote the idea of a student athlete and uh, wants things equitable, uh, wants, wants it to be a federal law, not state to state, um, you know, eliminating pay for play, eliminating the need for uh, recruiting inducements. Like, Hey, you come here, we'll pay you X amount of dollars. Um, And then also to create some competitive balance, essentially instituting a, uh, a salary cap. Those were kind of the highlights that kind of stood out to me. The rest were just kind of like really good, ad speak um if you will so um but i mean i you know she makes some good points honestly and then i i think you know there's got to be some guardrails but i don't know how you do that and i think it i think calling for federal regulation and federal bureaucracies to do all this stuff is a big big mistake because that's they can't agree on anything at the federal level, what makes you think they're going to agree on NIL? And what makes you think they care about NIL uh, to begin with? So it's it, at that level, I think it, I think it stops because the federal government is not going to, it's just not going to happen anytime soon. And this whole fight that you're fighting for is well, all for not maybe uh, because Again, it's difficult to to complete or you know, to regulate, I should say. Um, you know, no pay for play. Um, I, I think that's that's also hard to manage. Like what like what what constitutes pay for play? Like, hey, you come here and we'll pay you and we'll pay you to stay. Like 
that's that gets very the lines with that get very blurry with sponsorship deals. Now, again, I, I think people have gotten creative. Athletes have gotten creative in the non-revenue sports at finding these uh, finding these sponsorship deals, and a lot of it has to do with social media. And that's a lot of where influencers and um, people get paid for social media marketing is they build their brand through social media. Now, some of these places go ahead and say, hey, you're the starting quarterback and your brand is probably already out there. You don't really need to make a huge effort on on social media. We're going to kind of do that for you. It's kind of like mar- it, it kind of seems like right now everything is market based and college football is very much a business. And what drives business is football and a little bit of basketball. Right. Those are the revenue sports. You know, unfortunately for the other the other non-revenue sports, that's kind of the way this NIL generation is going. They get kind of left out a little bit because it's not the university that's driving all of this. Now, if you want the university to pay, you know, they've got to now turn into employees. There's a whole nother like there's a whole nother layer of stuff that you have to deal with if you're gonna pay these athletes from the university side of things. These are all collectives, these are all groups of boosters, or these are all organizations that are funded by boosters and funded by businesses that distribute NIL sponsorship deals to these athletes. And that's not to say that outside entities can't also come in and sponsor like the Cavender twins at Miami. They got all kinds of sponsorship deals. Um, I I know that there's some, there's some stuff. I know uh, there's a hotel chain that sponsors a, a Duke track and field athlete on, on, you know, on, on social media and, and there's, there's athletes finding outside sponsorship deals. And I, I don't know what the NIL stuff looks like at their respective schools, but like, you know, there, there's, there's money out there to be had. So the fact that there's not, there's not equality, I, I think it's just kind of more of a wild west of like, Hey, find your own money and find your own sponsorship deals and find your own way to get paid. Like I, I think what she's calling for, which, I think would be a good idea. I just don't know how you would execute it, but to find a way to say, okay, uh, we're going to take this big pot of money and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, I don't know how you distribute it all, honestly. Um, but, but the thought is just having the women's volleyball team, the libero for the women's volleyball team, you know, getting a, a cut of big time school revenue, which, Again, doesn't go through the school, but goes through these collectives. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's just all how you market yourself. It's all how you build a brand. It's all how like it works the same way as like walk on Vandy trying to build a va- brand. Like nobody's just gonna give me, you know, give me stuff because they're trying to be equitable. Like if Locked On wanted to be equitable, they would give me revenue share. They would say screw whatever. We're gonna give you the we're gonna give you the revenue share, even though you haven't quite earned it like your sport doesn't make that much money this podcast doesn't really make that much money right now and it's all in like building your brand so i I think you create your own equality by doing things yourself again perfect example the cavender twins um, that played basketball at fresno state built their brand there was able to parlay that into some things and they actually transferred to miami and now they've got a now they've got a brand, right? Um, some of the some of the social media athletes that you see that play these non revenue sports, and it's mostly females um, that are creating things for themselves, 
And that's a good thing. Like you, you want that like Livy Dunn at, at LSU. She's got all kinds of sponsorships. I, I see those Viore ads everywhere. Right. I, you know, she became such a big brand that obviously the collectives are probably jumping in as well to, to, uh, to sponsor her, but like she's got other things going and she's got sponsorship deals going. And it's because she made a brand for herself on social media. And, you know, it, is that necessarily great? No, but that's just, that's just what business is. You make a brand. That's why certain brands do well and certain brands don't. And, you know, as much as this NIL stuff is good, it does create a level of haves and haves not have nots. But again, I'm going to maintain that like you can't, you can't enforce a salary cap when it's not the universities that are paying for it. Like you can't, you can't go out and say, Hey, Viore, if you, if you, uh, if you offer Livy Dunn, now you have to go to the GW, um, you have to go to the GW gymnastics team and offer um, Christina Owens, a, you know, so X amount of dollars because you offered Livy Dunn this, or you, you can't, you can't go to like Vandy baseball and say, Hey, Carter Holton, um, you know, we're going to offer you, you know, Mizuno, hey, we're we're gonna offer you, you know, ten thousand dollars per win, and you know the NCAA or the federal legislation can't say, oh, okay, well, since you offer Carter Holton, now you got to go offer the uh, the pitcher at the for the Duquesne women's uh, softball team. So, like, it's I, I I don't see how any of this can happen. I I get why, I understand why. And it's not that. I think there's a lot of great points in here. I think that preserving student athletes and not just making them mercenaries for the university, I get all of that. But like, if if a, if the football team is raking in, you know, nine figures on TV, like the players should get a cut of that because they're on TV. They are the product, so they should get paid for that. Like it's, it's not, it, it, you know, it's fair, but it's not, you know, and it's difficult to regulate is, is the whole point of this. Like, it's just, they're going to have to figure out a way. And I think that's the next step. All right. It's difficult to regulate. It's been difficult to regulate. And now they can't really go backwards. They just have to kind of spin some new, some new regulations and some new things out of what's existing so that they can try to make it more equitable and they can try to do some things, but like brands and companies are going to have to step up, right? Like these hotel chains have started getting track and field athletes and golfers and some of the non-revenue sports are going to have to get kind of creative in, in how they market themselves so that, so that these collectives are coming to them instead of just going for the, for the obvious, Hey, we're going to, Hey, at Vandy, we're going to go after Nate Johnson, right? Like the Marriott is going to go after Nate Johnson. That's that's easy, right? Quarterback, Vanderbilt football, plays SEC. The SEC television deal nets each school $50 million in just TV, uh, TV revenue. So you times that by 14, that's what, that's what they're generating, and it's only going to get better uh, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in and – 
uh, the new playoff system. It, yeah, it could because five to six SEC teams are going to get in the tournament every single year. So um, that's just cha-ching, right? Um, so that add like if you're going to get the universities involved, that is the step, and the the, the step is to have somebody. You're going to start to have GMs of these athletic departments, like people that handle this, right? There's going to have to be somebody on campus, their sole job and their team to for them and their staff to manage NIL. You manage the collectives. You manage all of the deals that you have coming in. You manage them when they come in and you're responsible for going out and getting them, right? If you have... If you have a women's basketball player that's that's you know killing it like Iowa with Caitlin Clark, you your job as NIL director or whatever your title is, your job is to go out and market them and help help them market and help them find stuff. Right, that's how you make it equitable. You know, like the, the, like you can't money's going to find its way. Like the start the the starting quarterback's always going to get the biggest deal. That's just it. He's always going to get the biggest deal, no matter what. So, um, again, great in theory, great PR move, standing up for for your non-revenue sports, standing up for uh, non-revenue sports and NIL equality uh, across the country. Like I, I get it. It's just really hard to do. It's just really, really, really difficult to regulate. And uh, I appreciate her for saying that. I, I, I just I think it's extremely like i said it's going to be extremely difficult to figure it out and uh you're just i you know gotta have somebody on staff then uh, i think that's that's a potential answer that maybe they uh they explore maybe restructuring athletic departments so that you can have nil people then you have uh scouting departments that that focus on uh you know like nfl scouting departments you have pro personnel and you have uh, college scouts, like, and you have the high school recruiting, and you have transfer portal guys that keep people that keep an eye on who's potentially entering the portal and evaluating uh, players on other teams. So, um, but th- this thing is far from over. This thing is far from unraveling. Uh, but this email just ca- kind of got me thinking about uh, a few things and a few ideas. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I uh, got to talk about Coach Steiner. He's absolutely crushing in the weight room. I'm going to tell you why here in just a second. All right. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So I love, well, do you love the game, the food, the commercials? I I love it all, right? And I know that's kind of like the cop-out answer, but... Like the food is amazing. Watching the game is amazing. And I don't ever want to miss the commercials because I'm kind of like a commercial nerd almost. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for like the, uh, the, the most creative commercials come out. So um, I also like making prop bets. I love, I love building parlays. I love, 
you know, obviously the the spread and the over unders and the, the standard bets are, are great, but the prop bets are fun, right? Throw a couple dollars on like if it's going to be heads or tails. You 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 throw a dollar on like what color Gatorade it's going to be. Like you throw, you know, for like ten dollars, you find like ten one dollar prop bets, and you just you just rake in the money. So, um, like I said, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or, or two or three or whatever. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so, so much more. So, new customers, if you join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NFL. All right. Welcome back. It's segment number two. I just realized that I didn't put this on there. So I'll put this on here for, for a few minutes while I uh, do my segment. So FanDuel people, it, th- this is this is the makeup round here. But anyway, thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen every day. Make sure you make Locked On SEC your second listen each and every day. So I'm going to take a quick moment to, to say that Coach Steiner is just destroying it in the weight room right now. Um, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you look on X, and you can follow me on X at Locked On Vandy, and then my personal account at Coach Burton Thirty Six. But if you look on, if you follow Vanderbilt football at Vandy Football, you will know that um, they are releasing clips, and this is a good PR move as well, good marketing move. They are releasing clips of the workouts, and the quote, and this, I I love this quote. Right, confidence is always earned; it's never given. Think about that for a second, right? That's that stood out to me, right? And you hear all these speeches all the time, and it's, it's typically just like coach talk, pump you up, all that good stuff, and positive vibes, and you know, yada yada yada. So um, I uh, most of the time I hear these speeches, I'm like, okay, this guy is like, he's fired up. I get it. Like he's trying to make he's trying to make things uh, good with this team. He's trying to get them fired up. He's trying to get them amped for their workout and make them feel good, make them keep coming back. This one stuck with me like that quote stuck with me and and how he reasoned through it. I think it got their attention a little bit and you could tell like they, they should, you could see the guys, the the guys that were in in frame in the shot, you could see their face. They were like, Oh, because he talks about false confidence. He talks about confidence is earned. It's never given. If it's, if you didn't earn it, it's shallow, feel shallow, um, it's fake, you know, fake confidence and all that good stuff. Like true confidence comes from putting in work and putting in the effort and uh, grinding with your teammates. And so I, that stuck with them. And I, I think what he's doing, he's building, he's starting to, he's laying the foundations of a good culture, right? Confidence is earned. So you you have to go out and actually do something to be able to feel confident in what you're doing. You have to accomplish something. You have to, and accomplishing something could mean just grinding through a workout or, you know, if you're at school grinding through a, you know, 10 page paper or grinding through a Photoshop project. If you're in digital design, like confidence is earned guys. And that's, that's a message that he's been getting across and I'm seeing, you know, and this, 
I'm, I'm hoping this is not just for camera, but I'm starting to see these guys are um, really kind of buying in. They're working hard, and more more importantly than than anything, like it seems like they're just truly rooting for each other, and they're just it just seems like it just seems different for some reason. Like I, you know, and and honestly, I probably didn't pay attention to the preseason stuff as much um, a year ago as I did now, as I do now. Um, but I, I didn't see much of this a year ago. Like it just seemed like the whole, or the whole operation was just stagnant a year ago. Honestly, it just seemed very lifeless almost like kind of what Clark Lee's demeanor was on the sideline. Like he was detached. He, he didn't have a role. He was just kind of, it just seemed like he was just kind of there waiting for somebody to ask him a question. And, you know, it just, it just is what it is. So, um, but it just seems like that the guys obviously are, they're working hard. They're getting stronger. They're getting, they're getting more like, I, I want these guys to compete, right? I want them to learn how to compete and, and have, competitive edge through adversity. And I want them to be able to, when things, when the chips get down, I want them to be able to look to their left and look to their right and say, back in January, we freaking, we struggled with coach Steiner. Confidence is earned. And they look to their left or the right and say, confidence is earned. Let's go. And they go out and do it. Now, is that is that going to lead to a twelve and zero record and a, a college football playoff uh, thing? Well, uh, no, but it's uh, what's going to happen is uh, you're just going to get more competitive, and and that I think that's going to make the difference between bowl game and not bowl game. To be honest, so all right. Um, but Coach Diner, man, I love it. He is crushing it in the weight room, but confidence is earned. Not given. That's my motto for this show. Confidence is earned. It's not given. And I, the confidence that I have in this show is earned thanks to you guys subscribing and leaving feedback. Like, I love that, man. Um, you know, it gives me that, it gives me confidence that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put out the best product out there. And you guys are, you guys are, are, are buying into it a little bit. So, continue that. But uh, anyway, we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take another short break, and we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about some baseball because it's right around the corner. Um, Alan Espinal, he's crushing. More on that here in just a second. All right, we are also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion. Drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. 
All right. I did not forget the lower third on that one. So uh, kudos to me, right? Uh, so welcome back. We're going to wrap up this show with a little Vandy Boys talk. Um, you know, as always, uh, the number one source for Vandy Boys talk right now is Aria Garrison from uh, she writes for the Tennessee and uh, she's been crushing it on, on X with the, with the, uh, with the coverage. So shout out to her. Uh, Vandy sports just put out a really nice uh, baseball preview. Uh, shout out to them as well. So um, if you want to go get further information, some good reading stuff um, that the, the, those are some good places to go. They, they, you know, they do, they crush it, man. Let's just be honest. They freaking crush it. Um, so, Vandy boys, uh, the catching position, like that's a position like the guard spot, right? This is like talking about the left guard. We're talking about the catcher, but honestly, the catcher is the most one of the most pivotal positions on the baseball field. They call the game. I think at the college level, they call the game. I know the pros, they're responsible for calling, calling the pitches. So they got to be in lockstep. That's why pitchers are so particular on who they have catching for them because it's like a trust thing. Like, okay, he knows, he knows to put me in good situations as far as uh, what pitches I want to throw and all that stuff. And Alan Espinal does that really, really good. Uh, David Bolger also does that really good uh, defensively. So I, I think there might be certain pitchers where you'll see Bolger in the game um, because of that relationship. But if you if you base it solely on offensive production, it's going to be hard to keep Espinal out of the lineup if he's if he's producing like he's producing in these scrimmages. Peep this, right? Um, let's just say that um, he is destroying the baseball, right? Um, he had two, they had scrimmages this weekend. I think they had three of them like they did the previous weekend. He had five hits, he had a triple and a homer. He walked twice. And the most important thing is, is he put the ball in play every single time, no strikeouts, right? Um, and even some of his outs were just laser beams, right? He hit one in particular to, to a third baseman. That's according to Aria Garrison. Um, that's her um, That's her observations. And I, I think it's going to be for him, it's going to be really, really difficult for him to stay off, stay out of the lineup. I mean, if you, if you got a guy raking like that, you know, you've got to get him in. He's going to drive some people. He's going to drive runs in. He's going to, He's going to put the baseball in play and force defense to make to make plays. And and even in major SEC baseball, you still have the potential for the other team to boot the ball, throw it into the stands, uh, miss the ball together, make errors. Like that stuff still happens in college, right? Not so not so much in the pros. If you hit a hard, sharp ground ball to third base, they're mostly going to they're mostly going to scoop it up and and uh, rifle it over for the out, but. You know, I, I'm I've been impressed with Espinal um, and, and his production. Uh, the things that I've read about him and the things that I've seen, uh, he's somebody that is going to be um, he's going to be good. Uh, Jack Bolger, um, he has an opportunity as well. He uh, he started uh, 40 games and finished with a 2.45 batting average, five homers and 30 runs batted in um, a year ago. And he's somebody that if Espinal wasn't there, Espinal wasn't raking in these scrimmages early on, he's somebody that could probably 
you could probably take him and drop him in any SEC team, and he's probably far and away the starter, and that's Jack Bolger. Um, Espinal made 22 starts last year, had a slightly better average, um, just as many home runs, and about half of the RBI. Um, he has power, but uh, you know, I, I think if you base it on last year's stats, um, you know, you, you have to think Bolger is the guy. But um, Espinal has the physical talent that seems to kind of take over at times. And if he's more consistent, I think that's where Espinal can, can really take hold, take a stranglehold of this job. Now this job is not Espinal's yet. I don't think that's been decided, but I, I do think he has a really, really good chance that if he continues hitting the way he's hitting and as good as he is physical talent wise, like throwing runners out, uh, that are trying to steal and calling the game and getting the trust of the pitchers. I, I think he has just as good of a chance as anybody to to b- walk away as your starting catcher. But this is going to be a, a competition that that a lot of people have their eyes on, and it's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. And I think this could be a pivotal pivotal role for for Vandy, and this could be like a one guy's catching and the other guy's DHing type situation. Like if they both are, are starting to develop a lot of power. Um, you can see them both in the lineup, just one catching and one DHing. And, you know, you could see kind of like a timeshare too, like that wouldn't shock me. Um, but, you know, if you want my prediction, I think the recency bias of Espinal raking in these scrimmages is going to stick with Tim Corbin. And he's going to be like, it's going to be difficult to not start him. Now he'll have to go in a big slump and all that stuff. But like, I, I think to me, it seems like, it's Espinal's to to lose, right? Because he's made it a talent battle because he's he's hitting so well at the plate. He's made it a talent battle as far as being able to throw guys out. So anyway, but uh that uh that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh baseball season is ten days away. You ready for that? It's 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 here before you know it. So you don't have to worry about basketball anymore. You just pay attention to baseball, right? Basketball's struggling a little bit. Basketball's got Kentucky. Uh, that's going to be fun. Um, we'll react to that because uh, there's not a whole lot of preview you can do. Kentucky's better every at every aspect of the roster. So um, it's going to be more of a reaction here. So we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, uh, amongst other things. But uh we hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday and uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, anchor down.